So, let me answer this question. Why did we do this today? Why did we go to all the hassle of moving everything out here, setting up the tents, hoping they wouldn't blow over, praying for the weather, all of these different things that we do to make a day like this happen? Why do just one service where we all come together as our church family, as opposed to the two that we normally do? Why? Why do we do it? Well, this is why. Because we believe that life and life change happens best in community. This is a community moment. This is a moment for us to come together. Sometimes we use the word fellowship in replacement of the word community, but, but that's really what we're talking about because we believe that life change happens best in community. No doubt about it. The church is a big deal to Jesus. The church is a very big deal to Jesus. So the church should be a big deal to us and community is a big deal within the church. You know, in Guatemala a couple of weeks ago when our team uh, was there and we got to know a lot of the people down there, um, we saw a lot of people who valued community and valued community a lot more than probably anything because we saw people that understood how to live in the joy of the simple things and of the simple life. We saw kids who wanted nothing more than just a hug and were thrilled to be able to get a hug from somebody that just loved them and it was easy for them to return that love because they were so glad to be receiving it. Saw kids who enjoyed getting just a, a soccer ball or a frisbee, something just as simple as that and absolutely loved it. But more than anything, what they did is they valued their time together. They value their time together incredibly more than I would say we, we probably do here in, in America. And so if we're going to be talking about that more in a couple of weeks, but that's a lot of the why behind the what of what we're doing today. If you have your Bibles or you want to follow in the Bible app, I'm going to be in Acts chapter 2 for just a couple of minutes. And in Acts chapter 2, we see the, the, the early church coming together and we see the church being established here right after the resurrection, right after Jesus' ascension, and they're starting to put together the values of what it really means to be the church. And in Acts 2, verses 46 through 47, it says this, they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And so the Christian life is, is meant to be lived in community. We did this because this is what we're meant to do. We're meant to be living together in, in full community, sharing with each other. That's why life change happens best in community, because we all share in the same things that matter the most. As kids, we're taught to share all the time. I teach my kids to share and, you know, it's, it's, as parents, you know, like, it, it's a struggle. Like, it's a thing. You feel like you're just saying the same thing over and over and over again just to, to teach, to share. But isn't it interesting that as we grow up, we kind of um, don't apply that to ourselves as much, especially when it comes to, to sharing in community? Do we ever make play dates as adults? Sometimes, but not nearly as much as we try to schedule them for our kids. So in some ways, I'm 
we put together a play date for our church to be able to come together today and, and hang out and, and have community together because we share. As believers, we are supposed to share. And so this is us sharing, sharing time together. We, we share the same Lord Jesus, amen? amen? We share the same Lord. We share the same guide for our life in the scriptures, the word of God, absolutely. We share the same love for God. We, we share the same desire to worship him. That manifests itself different ways, and, and some ways are, are, are ways that you may like different than others, but it doesn't mean each, uh, a different way is wrong. But, you know, we share a lot of the same struggles. We share some of the same victories. We share the same passion to live for him. We share the same job of living for him that we're all called to do, and we share the same passion for communicating the gospel to anyone and everyone that we can, or at least we should. These are things that we should share. Listen, I guarantee you that there is somebody here or somebody watching online that is also part of our, our church family as well who is sharing some of the same life experiences or have in the past some of the same life experiences that we can grow from each other as well as with each other together if we will just pursue that intentionally. But if all we're doing is coming together on Sundays for our hour and we're not pursuing community and life together as church family, we are missing out on so much more that God has for us. The church is meant to worship God and learn his word together. That's why life groups are the foundation of this core value that we have of believing that life change happens best in community. Life groups are the, are the way in which that value can be lived out in, a, in a, a, I guess, a vehicle for us to be able to do. But it's not meant to stop there. God wants us to share our lives with each other and with one another. And if we make the example of the church in Acts chapter 2 as a core value to follow, then God is going to take care of growing the church himself. That's what, that's what those verses say that we just read. God will take care of growing the church himself. And, and we'll see this parking lot continue to get more full. And that parking lot continue to get more full because of that value. We don't grow the church. Jesus grows the church. And he does it through community. And you know what? People are attracted to that. People are attracted to that because that is how God made us. God made us to be in community with others. But you know what we also find is we find discouragement that allows us to get drugged down and pulled away from community. Because discouragement tells us to avoid community when we need it the most. When we get discouraged, when things in life get us down and we get discouraged about the different things, a lot of times our natural reaction is to just step away. And we step away from community, which is actually the time that we should be leaning into it the most. Discouragement, it'll fester. Where God's people are not encouraging one another, it will fester. And so we all also need to take on the, the job of encouraging each other. Because if I'm feeling down, I need, I need you to lift me up. And if you're feeling down, you need me to lift, to lift you up and vice versa. You look all around, the person next to you needs to lift you up when you're down and vice versa. That's what church family is about. This is what we're for. So part of my hope for today is that this is a day of encouragement for each and every one of us as we bring our whole church together today to be encouraged and to encourage one another because a big part of today is just to hang out with each other as soon as I'm done. We're just, we're just gonna hang out. 
and we're going to enjoy time together. And I want to encourage you to meet somebody that maybe you don't know. Maybe somebody from the classic service that you've never met or somebody from the modern service that you've never met and vice versa. Or maybe it's somebody that's in the service that you've seen every week and you just haven't said, hey, hang out, have a hot dog with them for a few minutes. Because this is what church is about. The distractions that make us lower our priorities of church and getting together with a community of believers, we start believing those discouragement things. We start believing the, the stories that we put in our heads. We start believing the highlight reel that runs through our heads that's mostly not true because we, we start to escalate and elevate the things that, that we think we know. And we start telling ourselves, oh, they don't care about me because they haven't seen me in a couple of weeks and, and I haven't heard from them in a while, so they must just not care about me. And so that noise that the enemy loves to scream at us is just that. It's noise. So don't listen to it. And so I hope today does encourage you about your church family because Jesus meets us in the middle to stir up love and good works and encouragement. That's what it says in, in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 and 25 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Do you believe that? Yeah. Amen. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not, hear this, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And we know the day of his return is drawing near. Sometimes we go to church because at the times when we feel like we need it. But our motivation for coming together should not be just to punch a time clock or just because we we need it maybe in that moment we should be coming together to obey god and to be giving and encouraging each other and to be encouraged by others we should gather together with believers so that we can stand strong against the tidal wave of discouragement that this world throws us on a regular basis because it does doesn't it the world loves to just throw discouragement at us on heaps and mounds of it and this, when you look around here, this church family, this is what should be helping each other dig out of that and deflect those waves when they come on through the power of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit through each and every one of us, encouraging each other. Because as we know in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8, the devil is like a roaring lion looking for who he can devour. It, it says that, you know, when, when you think about a lion and who he goes after, he goes after the weakest. He goes after the, the gazelle that's got, say, the weak leg that's running around. And so don't think for a minute that the enemy's not going to come after your weakness. So wherever you're discouraged, you better believe that the enemy is going to come after you probably right there. And so we're going to push back and we're going to stay with the group. You know, when we were in Guatemala and we were going through the airports and all of that, and if you've ever been out of the country, maybe with a group, I know there's some others here that have been, been on a trip like that. Um, you know, we're, we're in an airport we've never been in, in a country that we don't speak the language and we don't know anybody. We didn't even, we didn't even know who we were going to meet to pick us up at the airport to go to where we were going to go. Like we didn't know until we got there. We we're just looking for somebody with a hope of lifetime. We're like, well, we hope we see him. And so, yeah, but, but like, so we kind of had this unwritten rule amongst the group. And I don't know if I said it necessarily this way, but it was basically a rule was always stay with the group, always stay with the group. We had to stay with the group. Because if we lost somebody, they're on their own in a country that they don't know anything about what's going on and they don't have uh, any kind of communication or anything along those lines. Like, it, it was a little bit scary in, in regards to that. We had to make sure that we stayed with the group. And you know what? As believers, we should always stay with the group. 
We should always stay with a group. If we become isolated, if we weaken ourselves and become more vulnerable, that's exactly what's going to happen. The enemy is going to attack us. If we don't stay with the group, that's going to do nothing but weaken the body, and it's going to weaken you, and that's the easiest way for the enemy to basically just pick you off. See, we gather together to receive something from God. I hope that you come to church every Sunday and watch online or even watch Coffee with Connect or every time you get into the, to the Word of God hoping to receive something from the Lord. Absolutely. But we also gather to give something to God. We come to give worship to the Lord and to give that to God and to others and to be able to work together. We gather to be able to, to work together. We've got a community mission team project coming up next weekend where we're gathering to be able to work together in the name of Jesus and for the cause of Christ. We gather to encourage each other because of our shared values and our shared faith and to bless each other. And so I hope today is, is a blessing to each and every one of you. And so rather than attending church on a come and go basis, we should actually strive to come together to be connected in authentic, godly community. You know, our midweek ministries are coming back this week from our, our youth and our kids, Bible studies, life groups, and all of that. What a perfect time to get plugged back into those things. It's the perfect way to do exactly what we're talking about right now. To, to jump into a life group, to jump into uh, to, to maybe any of those areas that you haven't yet, I can't encourage you enough to find time. And if there's not a, a life group or, or one on the website that, that you're finding that maybe meets your needs, please contact me or Travis or Justin or Randy or any of us on staff, we would love to help you figure that out. We'll figure that out. I've had people tell me, well, there's not really a group that, that meets when I need to. Okay, let's talk. Let's figure it out. Maybe, maybe we can start one that does because I guarantee you, if you look around, there may be some other people that are having the same scheduling conflict and they might be able to meet right when you can. And that would be a great, great thing. There are opportunities that we have to share, to gather, to be encouraged, with a community of believers, and that's gonna make such a huge difference in your walk with the Lord. It's gonna make a difference in your relationship with your family, with your church family, and also with others. And so my connection point for the day, you to take into this Labor Day weekend and say, life is better connected. Life is better connected. It absolutely is, and, and that, that is the culture of Connect Church is for us to be connected to each other. And you know why? Because that is the culture of Jesus for his church. Because life is better connected to a body of believers, to, a, to the local church, to each other, and most importantly, to him. And so I do want to say, if, if you're not connected to in, in any of those ways, let's make that happen. But most importantly, if you're not connected to Jesus, if maybe you're new here, maybe this is one of the first couple of times that you've come here and you've not made that decision to put your faith and trust in the Lord, man, what a perfect, beautiful day to make that decision right here and right now. Will you bow your heads with me? You know, our faith needs to be based on a personal relationship with Jesus. And so if you don't have that relationship with him, I hope that today you can, you can know that for sure because we can't do it alone. We're not meant to. We need to go after genuine community with other believers. Because I promise you, there is someone here that needs you. And vice versa. We're made up of so many different generations. 
in a way that so many other churches are not. We are so blessed in that way. The fact that we have so many different generations here is an, an, an incredible, awesome thing. It's a strength of Connect Church. And we're going to continue to lean into that so that God can grow his church and grow his kingdom. Again, I'd, we, would, we would love for you to, to come to know Jesus today. If you haven't put your faith in him and you're not sure that you're going to be with him forever one day, let's make that happen today. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had so far. We thank you for the time that we're going to have to hang out, to gather, to have community with each other today. Lord, we thank you for, for the beautiful weather you've given us and for the sun. But most importantly, Lord, we thank you for your son. We thank you for your shed blood. We thank you that you took our place and that you rose again and you're coming back to get us one day, Lord. And, and that you want us to be connected to each other and to have community with each other so that we can grow and encourage and lift each other up. So Lord, I pray that all of us would maybe walk out of here and met a new person. But I, I pray, Lord, more than anything, that if there's one here who hasn't met you, that they would meet you today, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the food that we're going to have here in a few minutes. We thank you for the hands that's prepared it. We thank you for... The, uh, the time that, that we can do this and the resources to be able to do this. It's an incredible thing. We love you so much.